Today's message was recorded by Dean Elders for Wednesday, May 6, 2020. The title of the message is The Benefits of the Holy Spirit. Good afternoon. We welcome you once again to Central Park Neighborhood Church, where we're continuing on in the series of the Holy Spirit. We've given some consideration to having fellowship with the Spirit because He is a person, and we looked at the different areas uh, that the Scripture gives us concerning the person of the Holy Spirit. He has a mind, He has a will, He has emotion. We looked at several of these things uh, in the last weeks, and so we're going to continue on, and we're going to continue looking at some of the benefits that we have as believers concerning the Holy Spirit in our life. We know uh, the Bible tells us, as we've already looked at, that uh, know you not that your body is the temple of the living God. And so uh, we talked and taught a little bit from the Word of God concerning the very fact that within this body, I live here and the Holy Spirit lives here. And because He is a person, He wants to manifest Himself. He wants to reach through our lives and touch people and we have to learn to work with him. We have to learn to listen to him. And we have to learn to learn his promptings and learn his voice. And so we know what to do. And so I want to continue on with some of the benefits. I, I like to use the word benefits uh, of the Holy Spirit being in our life. I know when you go to find a new job, one of the things that you look for and you're concerned about, well, if I go to work here, what are my bennies? What are my benefits for working here? It's not just an hourly wage, but you, you're interested in some kind of a retirement plan, a 401k. Maybe you're interested in a medical plan. Uh, uh, and uh, maybe you're looking for a good vacation plan. Where are you at? There's nothing wrong with a good vacation plan. And so you have bennies that you look for. And so when we have the Holy Spirit, what are some of those bennies? What are some of those benefits that are in our life? And and there are many of them. And the, the Scripture teaches us and lays out to us what the benefits are of the Spirit of God in our life. And I want to begin with the first one that we want to look at here. We find in John chapter 14, verses 16 and 17. It says in verse 16, he says, And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but you know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. I like he says, with you, and he will be in you. The world doesn't understand uh, the Holy Spirit. This is why we took time to take a look at the person of the Holy Spirit. He's a spirit. You can't see him. You're not going to know him. You won't recognize him. But after you become acquainted uh, and take Jesus into your heart and into your life, and you become filled with the Spirit of God, you'll find then that you begin to relate to the Holy Spirit, and you begin to, you know him. You understand him. You begin to know his voice. You know how he works. You understand him, and and. You know how he wants to work through your life. And when you know these kinds of things from the scripture and experience them, amen, you you know the spirit of truth. So here we have, the benefit that we have here is that the spirit of God is reserved for the believer. Now, that's not to say that before we come to Christ that the spirit of God is not working in our life. He is. The Holy Spirit comes. He convicts of sin. 
what's he doing? He's on the outside trying to get people to uh, come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ so that he can come in and so that he can be the person in their lives that he needs to be and work through them. But at this point, we're looking at you have come to Christ, you know Christ, you filled with the Spirit of God. That Spirit of God is reserved for you. It's reserved for you. It's a benefit that you have. And the benefit in this in, that you have of him is, number one, he dwells with you and he is in you. He's not known by others, but you know him. The benefit, you have a personal relationship with him. And that personal relationship is what helps you to function with him and be fruitful in your life. And you find not only being fruitful in your life, but you'll find that purpose comes to your life because you are connected to something that's eternal. He's the eternal spirit. And when you're connected with the eternal spirit, eternal things can take place from your life. There's nothing like uh, having a sense of fulfillment when you know that you're doing the will of God, when you know that you are being used by God uh, to minister to people's lives and to do the things that God wants you to do. It brings true fulfillment. It brings true pleasure. It brings true joy. And so it's a benefit that we have in the fact that he's reserved for us. We have access to him and the Holy Spirit is welcome. And I'm sure that you can say amen to that. He's welcomed here today in my life. He's welcomed today in your life. And you are thankful just like I'm thankful for the benefit of the Holy Spirit being in my heart and in my life. You know, it's very interesting when it comes to uh, this benefit that God makes available to us. The benefits of God really are very simple. It's really an act of obedience out of our hearts and lives that we come and we receive Christ. When we receive Christ, we find that, that the Word of God teaches us many things. And as we, we receive the Word of God, because the Bible says receive the Word of God, and when we receive the Word of God, it's like we open our heart and we, we welcome it in. And when we receive it in, amen, we receive the Word of God, we receive the Holy Spirit into our hearts and lives, uh, the tremendous things can happen. And how does that happen? How do we receive that, the Holy Spirit? How do we come about, you know, receiving the benefit of Him as a person coming in? It's very simple. We simply ask. We simply ask. I like what the, the Scriptures tell us about asking for the Holy Spirit. We find that in Luke chapter 11. Luke chapter 11. And it says in uh, chapter 11, verse 8. I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him, because he is a friend, yet because of his importunity he will rise and give him as many as he needs. What's he talking about? It's someone coming to uh, a friend's house, and at nighttime he he has visitors that come to his house. He doesn't have what he needs. He goes to his friend. He knocks on the door and says, listen, I, I need some bread or I need some salt. Who knows what you, what's needed? But he says, I, I have need. Will you, will you help me? Will you meet my need? And, and so uh, he, he's, he's adamant about it. He's asking for it and, and asking for this gift that he needs. And this is what he says in verse 9. And I say unto you, ask, ask, and what will happen? It shall be given unto you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock. And it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh does what? He receives. 
And he that seeks, what happens? He finds. And to him that knocks, what happens? The door is open because someone is knocking on the door. If a son shall ask bread of any of that is his father, will he give him a stone? Well, of course not. Or if he ask him a fish, will he for a fish give him a serpent? No, that's not the way it works. When a child asks something of the parent, the parent hears that cry, and it is the parent's delight to meet the need of that child and to see that child, the joy that comes to their face. That satisfaction itself. Likewise, our Heavenly Father, when we come and ask Him, it's joy to Him. Uh, His heart is open to our cry. His heart is open to our asking. And it's His delight, amen, to answer our call. And so what He says here, He says, Or if He shall ask an egg, will He offer him a scorpion? No. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father... Give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him. So one of the benefits that we're talking about here about the Holy Spirit simply is the fact that you can ask. How hard, how difficult is it to ask? It's not. It's just simply uh, uh, please. Or it is simply, you know, it's a request. It's something that anyone can do. A child can do it. Anyone who, who can has a desire and once that desire fulfilled, you know, a question or a, a coming forth to receive something can be done in many different ways. But the bottom line of it, it is asked for. So it's a benefit that you have. It's not complicated. It's not complicated. Too many times people make a receiving of the Holy Spirit such a complicated issue. It's not complicated. It's simply asking and receiving. Last summer I was in uh, Uganda ministering in uh, a unity conference there in western Uganda. Several thousand people were there. And we felt, I felt one day that we should just take the time to minister to the people about receiving the Holy Spirit. And I, I really spent very little time. I only spent about 10 to 15 minutes sharing a little bit from the scripture about asking to receive the Holy Spirit. I then proceeded to ask anyone who would like to come. Uh, we were in a big open field to come and stand in the field if they would like to ask and receive the Holy Spirit. Well, to my amazement, there must have been almost a thousand people came out and stood in, that, in the hot sun that day. I had them simply lift their hands and we asked uh, our Heavenly Father for the gift of the Holy Spirit. And what happened? The Holy Spirit came and those people, it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. As you've seen, person after person after person being filled with the Spirit of God, speaking with other languages and, and joy and excitement coming to them. Why? Simply because they asked. And so that's a benefit. It's a simple faith and trust and confidence that your Heavenly Father is going to give you what you ask for. Amen. Receive that benefit today. Receive that benefit, a simple asking of the Holy Spirit. That's how we receive him today. So not only do we, is that a benefit that we have in, in asking for the Holy Spirit, uh, the Holy Spirit is a seal. Interesting word. A benefit being sealed by the Holy Spirit. In uh, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 13, it says, In whom ye also trusted, 
after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after ye believed, what does it say? You were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. So another benefit uh, is the fact that we are sealed. Now what does this sealed mean? Sealed means this. It means to stamp. To stamp. It's a, with a signet or a private mark. It's a stamp. I know um, many times you get a package and it is stamped. It has a seal on it. It's a seal maybe of authenticity. And so when we receive uh, uh, the stamp or the seal of the Holy Spirit, uh, it's like we're receiving a stamp of authenticity. We have the real thing. You know, uh, there's the old advertisement, Coke is the real thing. Well, we've got something better than Coke. Uh, amen. We've been sealed by the Holy Spirit with the stamp of authenticity. I'm having a hard time saying that word. And uh, you are the real thing. And he puts his stamp of approval on you. You are, not only does that stamp mean that you are the real thing, uh, but that stamp is there and everybody sees that stamp and knows the, the real thing that you are of God and the spirit world recognizes that also. And not only is it, it, for that, but it is for security purposes. Security purposes. Not everyone has access to this. Not everyone gets it. You've been sealed with it. It's 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 a security for you. It's a preservation. You have been preserved by the Holy Spirit. What a tremendous benefit to realize that you've been preserved. Many times we go into different places in, in very dangerous situations uh, in uh, on the planet Earth doing the work of the gospel. Uh, sometimes places are not friendly. Sometimes the enemy is there to meet us. Uh, well, I got news, and that news is I have a benefit. I am preserved by the Holy Spirit. I have a seal of authenticity on me, and I am preserved to do what he wants me to do. And likewise, you have the same thing today. You, have, you are preserved. It also means a fencing and protecting from misappropriation. You're not gonna, he's not there to abuse you. What he has sealed you for and what he has brought into your life and his purpose into your life, he's going to fulfill it. Uh, and you're not going to be set aside. It's not going to be misused. God is not there to misuse you. God is there to flow through you in purity. He's there to flow through you in purity and power to see him function, amen, and accomplish the things he wants to do. God is out to do you good. God is out to do the other person good. Why? Because you are authentic and you are preserved by the spirit of the living God. It's a mark of privacy. It's genuine. So when we say genuine, we say you're the real thing. You're genuine. You're absolutely genuine. And when you receive the Holy Spirit, he is genuine. He didn't give you a spirit of fear. He didn't give you a spirit that is contrary to himself. It is genuinely the Lord Jesus Christ, just like him, just like him. It's a benefit that we have because of the Holy Spirit. I like the other... Another gift that the Holy Spirit is given us, and that is the Holy Spirit has gifts for everyone. Gifts for everyone. You know, he doesn't leave anyone out. Not one person is left out. God is a tremendous gift giver. The first gift he gave us was Jesus. For God so loved the world, he gave Christ. 
Tremendous gift. Tremendous gift of salvation. He gives us the gift of the Holy Spirit. And when we receive the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is a tremendous gift giver. And when he comes into our hearts and lives, there are gifts that he distributes throughout the body of Christ. And he distributes himself throughout all of us. Everyone, not one is left out. You have a tremendous, tremendous benefit of being gifted by the Holy Spirit. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 4 through 11, it says, There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. There are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. In verse 7, he says of this chapter 12 of verse Corinthians, he says, The manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. That word man is not speaking about male. That word man there is talking about humanity. Men, women, boys, girls, grown-ups, anyone who has received Christ and has welcomed his Holy Spirit into their hearts and lives, the Holy Spirit is there to manifest himself through their life. And he manifests himself through gifts that he distributes into our hearts and lives. It says, the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. And then he goes on in the chapter and he lists different gifts that he manifests through. And uh, the word manifest means to exhibit. God likes to show off. God likes to show who he is. God likes to show uh, miraculous power and distribute that through our hearts and lives because he exhibits himself through us. And when he exhibits himself through us, uh, things happen because, uh, amen, of the benefit that we have uh, of the manifestation of the Spirit of God that goes through our life. So today, another benefit that you have is the fact that the Spirit of God is a person and he wants to express himself through your life and he does that by manifesting himself through different graces, through different abilities that God distributes in our hearts and lives. For example, a word of wisdom or a word of knowledge. Maybe a word of prophecy. Maybe someone uh, uh, has real problems in their hearts and lives, and God gives you the ability to see what the problem is, to know what the problem is, and the power to minister to it. Uh, So today, you have another benefit, and that benefit, that wonderful benefit, is the fact that you can be used by the Spirit of God. He will manifest Himself through you. I don't care whether your job is a janitor, uh, garbage, uh, all garbage for a living, or, or you're unemployed, or you're looking for work. It doesn't matter what your station is in life or where you're at. It only... The only requirement is that you've received the Spirit of God and you allow Him to flow through your life to minister to others. So there's another benefit that that we have, and that is the fact that we have gifts for everyone. No one's left out. No one is left out. Another benefit that we have because of the Holy Spirit is the fact that He speaks to your future. He speaks to your future. When we look in the Scriptures... uh, Concerning the birth of Jesus, we'll read a few scriptures here in Luke two twenty-five to 28. It says the Holy Spirit speaks to the future, and that was the future of Jesus at that point. And he was speaking to his future concerning bringing fulfillment to the purpose of why he was there. He was making it known to the parents. He was making it known, and it was a prophetic word that was given because of people that were there. In First 
In Luke 2.25, it says, And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Ghost was upon him. It says, And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death, but before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Here was a man who was just. Here was a man who was waiting for the consolation of Israel. The Spirit of God had given him a word and said, You are going to see the child Jesus, before you die. So he was there waiting. He was there. He had a purpose that was given to him by the Spirit of God. And he was waiting with an expectant heart. And so here comes his parents bringing Jesus to dedicate him. And when that happens, notice what it says in verse 27. And he came by the Spirit into the temple. So the Spirit of God led Simeon into the temple at the right time, at the right place, to hold this child in his arms, and to bless this child, and to prophesy a word to him. And so when his parents brought in the child Jesus to do for the custom of the law, it says, then he took him up in his arms and he blessed him. So likewise, we have a man here who the Holy Spirit had given a word. He'd given him purpose. He'd given him purpose in his old age. And not only right after him came Annas the prophet, prophetess she came in and she came in she was 84 years of age and she was a widow for many many years and she served the lord with fasting and praying waiting on god with purpose in her heart because of what the spirit had given her and she comes and takes the child blesses the child prophesies to the child and so that benefit uh, uh, that we have in our hearts and in our life is that we can have a fulfilled life. We can have life of purpose, a life of destiny, a life that's fulfilled. It's a benefit because the Spirit of God is in our hearts and in our lives. And so here we find, once again, Simeon waiting, waiting, but it came. Sometimes, you know, waiting he tries your patience. Uh, waiting, uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with waiting. Because you have to wait does not mean denial. It just means be patient and you'll see the fulfillment of what God wants to do. Maybe you've been looking to God for a fulfillment in your life or something that you know that God wants you to do. Well, be patient. Wait on the Lord because in the right time, in the right setting, in the right place, God will bring his word to pass. God will bring your desires to pass. The word of God says that God opens his hand and satisfies the desire of every living thing. So the desires that you have, those things that are in your heart that are not fulfilled at this point, just stay to the course. Be not weary in well-doing, for in due season you will reap. That's what the Word of God says. So you have a benefit then. Amen. A wonderful benefit of fulfillment. A wonderful benefit. Amen. That, you know, there just isn't anything like having purpose that is fulfilled in your life. You, I see people every day, and so do you. You know, they go through life, they, they work jobs they don't even care to go to. They do things that uh, they're just existing. The Christian life is not a life of existence. The Christian life is a life of purpose. The Christian life is to be a life uh, that is filled with the Spirit of God, with the benefits that God, the Spirit of God, brings to you and through your life. Uh, Enjoy them. Enjoy them. Enjoy them. Amen. Because that, uh, amen, is the thing that brings fulfillment to us. Uh, the Spirit of God, there's another wonderful, wonderful benefit here. 
is that the Spirit of God gives self-control. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, it says, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, and of love, and of a sound mind. So we haven't been given a spirit of fear, but we've been given a spirit of power. We've been given the spirit of love. We've been given the spirit that gives a sound mind. What is a sound mind? A sound mind is talking about self-control. You know, there's a lot of people that are not in control. There's something else that's in control in their life. They're in con- they're controlled by habits and addictions, and they're controlled by, uh, well, my mother did this, and they're controlled by thoughts, and they're controlled by the way they were brought up, and, and they, they live it out every day. They act it out. They don't like it. They don't want it, uh, but they seemingly are stuck with it. And because of bitterness in their heart, uh, they it eats at them continually. So another benefit that we have because of the Spirit of God is that we have self-control. And when we talk about self-control, let's talk about our thought process. Let's talk about our minds. You know, so much goes through our mind, all kinds of thoughts. Everyday thoughts would just go through our mind. The Bible talks about casting down imagination or thoughts, bringing into captivity every thought into the obedience of Christ. And so these things are brought into captivity. Why? Because... Our weapons, are, our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God, through the pulling down of strongholds. And one of the ways and the benefit that we have concerning the Spirit of God is that the Spirit of God is in our life uh, and He brings self-control. He brings the ability to have self-control. It's like the, I was in a in a, one of my relatives' homes and, and the kids, you know, we were being kids at that point and we were acting up a little bit and and so we were being chastised, and and with along with the chastisement, there was a, a little bit of raising of the voice and a little bit of anger, and the sticks was need to be applied to the backside and a few things like that. Well, in the middle of all what was going on, the, the phone rang, and uh, uh, my aunt a- answered the phone and, and said hello. Instantly, she changed, uh, you know, from that discipline, uh, hard thing that was going on to being very sweet. Well, how could she do that? Well, she controlled her emotions and she controlled her thoughts. And likewise, the Spirit of God gives us self-control. He gives us the ability, amen, to deal with these things and to order our life aright in our thought process. Whatsoever things are true or lovely, good report, think on these things. Uh, uh, that's what he tells us. He, he gives us instruction about what to think on. He says, be sober and hope to the end. And and bring your mind in, in control. You don't have to let your mind just go anywhere and everywhere. Bring it in under submission and work with the Holy Spirit because he will help you in the benefit that he gives you in self-control that will come to your life. Praise God. Thank God that we don't have to be ruled by those things, but the Spirit of God can give you a benefit of self-control. This is a tremendous thing. The next point I want to deal with is the fact that the Spirit gives liberty. The benefit that the Spirit of God brings to us is liberty. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17. Now the Lord is that Spirit. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So if the Holy Spirit is living within us, there is liberty that we are being made partakers of. Liberty is not going and doing your own thing and uh, 
and whatever you want to do and however you want to do it, that's called self-will. That's identifying with uh, the enemy of our soul. We don't want to identify with him. You see, liberty uh, has walls around it. Liberty has guidelines with it. Liberty is what it is. It's liberating. Not only is it liberating, it causes you to walk straight in life and walk in peace and walk with a controlled mind. Liberty means this. It means to go at pleasure. So then liberty is not a bad thing. I mean, it's not, you know, it's not something that leads to things that, well, would lead you astray or doing your own things. No, it's to go at pleasure as a citizen. Hmm. Liberty. So in other words, your citizenship in the kingdom of God and liberty are connected together. We can be at liberty and have liberty and being a citizen of the kingdom of God. It's not a slave, but it is freeborn. Freeborn. When I think of being freeborn, it reminds me of John chapter 3. And Nicodemus comes to Jesus and asks him questions about being born again. And Jesus said, you must be born of the Spirit and born of the water. There it is again. Born again. Born again. Born into the kingdom of God by the Spirit of God. And when you're born again, you're born into liberty or you're born with citizenship in the kingdom of God. So the benefit is citizenship in the kingdom. You have rights and privileges in this kingdom. You have liberty in this kingdom. You have the rights to healing. You have the rights to self-control. You have the rights of the blessing of God in your heart and your life. You have the rights of peace. Thank God for peace. In this troublesome time, you can go to bed at night and you can sleep in peace because the kingdom of God is righteousness. It is peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. These are just some of the things that we have as citizens and in the kingdom of God. We go at liberty. It's a benefit that you have. Enjoy, enjoy your benefits. There are wonderful benefits today. Amen. And we're, we're going to stop here today. And, and with these different benefits that God has given us, enjoy your benefits. Enjoy your relationship with the Holy Spirit and recognize the things that he has given you. Walk in them. Practice them. It will bring fulfillment, peace, and joy to your life. The Lord bless you.